win the nomination, it'll be a Biden and Trump rematch. And that means that Republicans lose. And she's just sourcing the polls. And then Donald Trump's team is sourcing other polls that just show that like 56 percent of the party said that they would be okay with him getting the nomination. But that doesn't account for all the independents and moderates that she's targeting. Like, for example, there were over 300,000 in New Hampshire. That's a big swing state. So if this does go to a general election, he may not carry the state. And so that's something that is a a big conversation that we have to talk about because Mm -hmm. Trump has a big problem with unifying the party. There are people who are officially confirmed anti-Trump supporters. I mean, they're not Trump supporters at all, and they by any means will not support him. And also most people who are not most, 43 percent, say that if they supported Haley in this early process, they're going over to Joe Biden. So what does that mean for the Republicans in the general election? Okay. And I think that's Haley's biggest argument. All right, Scotty, quick 10 seconds. What do you think of the Veep stakes going taking place on stage tonight? I think it's actually more competitive than probably Miss America at this point, because all three <laughs> of them are looking really good and giving speeches. I don't want to see any of them, though, in a bathing suit. Uh, okay. All right. Thank you, Scotty uh, and Lindsay, both, for joining us tonight. All right. Now let's bring in the co-founder of Nikki Haley's Super PAC, Independence Moving the Needle, Jonathan Bush. All right. So, Jonathan, have you started cracking the champagne? And if you have, what is your explanation for why you're doing so? <laughs> All right. So, oh my God, it was such a great night. I, I'm thrilled. I mean, we started this super PAC a mere what two and a half months ago. Mm-hmm. Nikki Haley's what sixteen to eighteen percent, depending on your poll. Uh, and then every single week, another point, another point, and she's ending within ten points. It looks like MUR showing an eight and a half percent mm-hmm. spread between Haley and Trump. In New Hampshire, that is an unbelievable, against a former president, replete with the name recognition of four years in office and the Secret Service detail and all of the apparatus. I mean, that is an unbelievable showing. We are over the Nikki Haley moon tonight here. All right. Well, Trump says it's 14 points. You say it's eight points. I think the reality is it's going to come in around 11 points. Let's Um, decide who tells more truth, (laughs) WMUR or Donald Trump. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) When it comes to the numbers, I'm not sure who's going to be closer uh, on this. But let me ask you practically, right? So let's assume it's even nine points, right? And Nikki Haley's now going into sure. first Nevada. Where Any she's of not, those, eight, not, nine, ten, whatever 11, it is. that's great. Right, whatever it is. Uh, she goes into Nevada where she's not competing. She goes into South Carolina where every major political figure in the state has supported Donald Trump, and she's down by 20-something points currently um, in the polls. Lay out for me what the path is not to Nikki Haley staying in this thing, but Nikki Haley winning this thing. Right. I'll do it. I'll do, I'll do my independent, not coordinated with the campaign super PAC theory. Nikki Haley has been trending up in every single poll all the way since this campaign started. She has never had a chance to debate Donald Trump. 68, 70, 75, depending on your poll, percent of Americans don't want Donald Trump. 47% of the people who voted for Nikki Haley tonight in New Hampshire said that Donald Trump is not their second choice. If Republicans want to get their way in America, a candidate who can bring new people to the party, that a party which has shrunk in membership since Donald Trump joined by, in New Hampshire, 20%, that's a critical consideration. Right. 
But giving people a chance to think about that. But you're, ma- you're, making, you're, making the case, get- you're making the case for Nikki Haley. I'm asking you, what is the path practically yeah, no, for I Nikki got Haley? It. Yeah. The, the practical path is that that story I just told, plus the disgust that people feel about Donald Trump watching him humiliate Tim Scott and Ramaswamy and be a narcissist all day long, gets people to put more money in just on the small option value. And that, in turn, leads to a debate. Trump finds himself unable to make her go away, and he's got to show up at a debate. You can't walk away from someone who's five points behind you and not debate them ever once, one might argue. And if that happens, all of those Trumpies get to watch their guy against someone who isn't skanky and who isn't wrong. And that's a huge, that's a thing they haven't seen before. And that's the way the playbook works. At that debate, there's either is or there isn't, but at that debate, there could be an inflection point in the way Trumpers see their guy. All right, Jonathan. And they start to see what the rest of us see. I don't blame them. The frustration, I get it. But the guy's a broken toy, and when you get him in the debate room with Nikki Haley, I think a lot of Trumpers will see that. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Look, you know, a lot of people have been talking about this debate. There's no way Donald Trump's going to debate Nikki Haley. It just seems to me to be a fantasy. Am I, am I, am I wrong? I think it'll prove, it could prove a fertile challenge for her on the campaign Sure, but it's trail. not going to happen. I also don't know why people are assuming that she would walk away with it if they did debate. Um, right, but at least if they debated, she's got a shot at, at making progress, right? That's why it's not going to happen. I guess you have a puncher's chance, but y- you don't know that. I mean, he, he could just as easily, given the state of play in that party, um, galvanize the support for him as the Good. ultimate agent of animus. And I don't know that it's a great tagline um, that John is coming up there with that <laughs> not skanky. Yeah. Uh, you know. Definitely not I mean, a great defi- tagline. Definitely yeah. lets yeah. you know what the state of play is on that side of the line, though, yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right, coming up, we're going to check back in with News Nation's Chris Steyerwalt and Leland Vittert. We are continuing our live coverage as the results continue to come in. We still don't know exactly what the margin's going to be. The difference between eight points and 14 points is significant. Coming up. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. This Valentine's Day, wish for a romantic dinner. Wish for a little kiss. Wish for nine hours of I Dream of Genie. Your wish is our command. So watch I Wish for an I Dream of Genie Valentine's Day Marathon. Thou art all hard. February 14th, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern on Antenna TV. Go to AntennaTV.tv to check your local listings. The price of a first-class postage stamp went up again this week. All first-class mail products had a 2% price increase on Sunday. The cost of a first-class Mail Forever stamp increased from $0.66 to $0.68. That's the third price increase in the last 12 months. 
The Department of Transportation has announced that the Biden administration has issued $623 million in grants to make charging stations for electric vehicles more widely available to consumers. One of the goals is to have at least a half million stations online by 2030. Land Rover is recalling nearly 5,000 2023 Range Rover sport vehicles. Moisture may accumulate in the right side tailgate and body mounted lights, which can cause the right side exterior vehicle lights, including brake and backup lights, to fail. I'm Mark Huffman. Learn more at consumeraffairs.com. Thanks for listening to News Nation on the Go. I'm Marnie Hughes, delivering fact based, unbiased news from all sides. Did you know your thyroid gland makes extra hormones during pregnancy for your baby's developing brain and nervous system? Hi, I'm Dr. Griffin Rogers, the director of the National Institute of Diabetes, Digestive, and Kidney Diseases at NIH. Your thyroid gland uses a mineral called iodine to make thyroid hormones. During the first 18 to 20 weeks of pregnancy, your baby relies on the thyroid hormones you produce. That's why during pregnancy, you need extra iodine to support both you and your baby. Good sources of iodine are dairy foods, seafood, eggs, meat, poultry, and iodized salt. Also, taking a prenatal vitamin with iodine can help ensure your thyroid has what it needs. If you're pregnant, learn about the symptoms of thyroid problems and tell your doctor if you've had a history of thyroid disease. Monitoring your thyroid during pregnancy can help reduce health problems for you and your baby. To learn more, follow us at NIDDKGov. I need more time to file my taxes. Help! On irs.gov, you can use IRS Free File to get six more months. Or you can submit IRS Form 4868 by the April deadline. If you owe taxes, you can make an electronic payment and get a filing extension with no need to submit Form 4868. Go to irs.gov for details. But remember, an extension of time to file is not an extension of time to pay what you owe. Farming is dangerous. There's dangers all around us. We go through safety training and try and do these things to make sure accidents don't happen. You don't want to hit a gas pipe because that's your life. The other part of it is if you hit certain things, you're liable for it. Farm Safe 811 starts with you. Always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked. Always keep safety in the back of your mind. Just stay humble. For more information, go to farmsafe811.org. All right, Chris Cuomo here with Dan Abrams and Elizabeth Vargas as we're watching what the reactions to the primary in New Hampshire uh, culminate in. Let's bring back our chief Washington anchor, Leland Vitter, and News Nation political editor, Chris Steyerwalt. Leland, uh, what did you make of what the former president had to say and the kind of banter between the Haley camp and the Trump camp? That he views that it is a primary election still. This wasn't a general election speech by Donald Trump. And there's a point to be made that Donald Trump can never give up a grievance or, or miss an opportunity to punch down. Yes, but he's also pretty disciplined when he needs to be. And you saw someone who realizes that there's going to be a fight. I think Dan made a great point uh, that there's that the media is going to continue that this is a horse race because it's a horse race and because the, the media at all and journalists love to cover something. and we, we need things to talk about, and that's what's going to happen going forward. Uh, the electability argument I think he's trying to make and trying to blunt Nikki Haley on that, 
is a non-starter, but we've seen that before. I, I wanted to follow up on something that Dan was talking to about with Nikki Haley's Super PAC committee, and, and this is a, a really important point. Because Republican donors are getting upset with Nikki Haley. They think the, the longer there's something about Donald Trump, it turns into a referendum on Donald Trump rather than a referendum on Joe Biden, which is what donors want. So there's donor pressure on Nikki Haley to get out. The reason she doesn't want to get out is not necessarily a path to victory by the primaries, but just by statistical chances. Between now and the convention, something might happen to Donald Trump. If she stays in through South Carolina and then through Super Tuesday, she has by far the second most delegates of anybody. She finishes in second place if something happens to Donald Trump, a conviction, a health issue. She's the default candidate, and she's the number two for 2028. I think that's something, obviously, you're not going to hear from Nikki Haley's camp. Uh, but it's another explanation of what their path is to the nomination that they won't talk about. And uh, Chris Dyerwalt, uh, what did you make of the former president's speech? Leland making the point that this, this did not feel like a general election speech. Your thoughts? Uh, how much does Trump hate this, right? Because it, he was on track to put it away, right? Uh, and I was thinking of Tim Scott standing up there on stage. And what poor Tim Scott was thinking about is, I'm going to have to spend the next month of my life pummeling my former governor in South Carolina. Uh, in, because Trump will demand that his number one surrogate for South Carolina ought to be their popular senator in Tim Scott. And Tim Scott, and I think Ron DeSantis, and I think a lot of uh, folks in the Republican Party figured we'd be all, all over tonight, right? This would be done. And the vote that's still out, a lot of it is in Trump places, and I expect that the margin to inch up from here. Um, but it's certainly close enough, and given the amount of fire that Nikki Haley put out there, and I think you guys were very right before, for Haley, if she can get in the chase and she can keep it going, there will be more talk about it, there will be more energy around it, and there's certainly a large enough uh, uh, cadre of Republican donors who would want her to stay in and Harry Trump and to, to be in the race. What we don't know yet, and I think this is really crucial, Nikki Haley came to the national stage in 2010 because she survived what was the most awful, most muddy, most slanderous kind of primary election in South Carolina for the governorship. There were allegations of all kinds of things. Well, she's going to get it again. And the next month is going to be brutal, it's going to be ugly, and it's going to be awful. All hell is going to rain down on top of her head. My guess with Haley is that that's going to make her dig in and fight harder and going to dig in and fight more. And look, she has a very tiny, uh, a, a gossamer-wide path to the nomination. But uh, you'd have to say that in the next month, you would imagine that she, she'll dig in and fight. Yeah, it's interesting, Chris. Nikki Haley's camp just uh, fired back to Trump's speech, uh, tweeting. They described it as a, quote, furious and rambling rant and asked if Trump is in such good shape, why is he so angry? So that's uh, a little bit to what you were just saying, Chris, which is that she's ready for a fight. She's going to punch back uh, when he punches toward her. So to be continued. Mike Tyson. 
Yeah. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched, until they get in, the face. punched in the nose. Uh, we'll see. Depends on but the nature of the attacks. That's Chris's point. She's right. been through a bruising. But it, different, different stage. And the yeah, fact that he had to sure. remind us is proof that she's never really been through it, where people will always remember it uh, based on and, how it went. And down. I wonder if this is the beginning of a shift in the, in the Haley campaign, right? Up to this point, she's been very concerned about not alienating Trump voters, right? She's been very concerned. She, she's been incredibly um, careful. Mm-hmm. not to attack Trump too much. Um, Until the last few days. Well, well, that's my point, is I think we're seeing, and this is the culmination of it, right? He, she knows now she's not going to be in his cabinet. She's not going to be in his administration. Love she's not going to be his friend. Uh, she's not going to be his ally. And so there may be a lot less to lose for her, as long as she doesn't do what Chris Christie did, right? Which is to mock Donald Trump all the time. If she still says, look, I voted for him, I support his policies, and then but. I don't know. That speech tonight, she was ba- right up there saying, I don't know. She said she voted for him. She said she voted for him again, and then she supports his policies. She also insulted him. Well, she did. She did, and I think you we're going to see more of that. Not that's, but that's my point, is I think we're going to see a more aggressive Nikki Haley. If she's going to stay in this thing, I think she knows that the way she's got to do that is to be more aggressive against Donald Trump. Very quickly, do you think at all, when you talk about, and Chris talks about the gloves come off, this is going to be a nasty, bruising fight, do you think that Donald Trump will be at all hamstrung by the fact that Nikki Haley is a woman? No. 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 Well, I mean, we've never seen it. Certainly um, wasn't with Hillary before. Clinton. Yeah. And you have, look, you have a sad reality here, okay? Um, a lot of comparison and contests are negative. Politics is often negative, always has been. You look at the Lincoln-Douglas debates. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was ugly and personal, but not to the degree and the magnification factor it is today. I got to tell you, I don't even like how many media outlets jumped on Trump saying Nikki Haley would be investigated, Ron DeSantis. There are way too many people in our business who are smarter than that. Right. It shows that it's almost like we're almost helpless to jump to negativity. She has to go negative. You'll never win otherwise. Haley, Trump, Biden, even Dean Phillips, okay? None of them are running right now on a message of, here's what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna make things better. They'll throw out the word fix, they'll throw out the word save, but it's all a reductive battle to the bottom. She has to do that. Well, she has no chance of winning. She's held off as long as she can. Uh, you're going to go after the king. You've got to kill him. And in this business, that means that you're going to have to play his game. And, you know, what McCain reminded everybody of, but is no longer the rule. You know, if you're going to get down in the mud, make sure it's not with somebody who likes getting dirty. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be her challenge on a debate stage and on a rolling basis. We are in a negative, ugly, grievance-driven period. And that... It's his strong suit. So you guys are on the phone. We got a host of calls. Dusty's going to get them lined up, and then we can have at it. All right? Right after this break, it's all about what you think. Next. All right, you've been listening and listening. Now you get to have your say. You can ask questions for Elizabeth Vargas, Dan Abrams, not me. Dusty, who do no, you have? Him. They've been very, very patient, our callers tonight. Very yeah. patient. Um, we're going to go to Ann from Western New Hampshire. Ann, what's your question? Well, my question is, have you noticed, and I think it, you probably have, any of you, that, that um, Donald Trump just steals other people's slogans and, and tries to slap back at you? Because Biden's running for the soul of our country, and so 
uh, Trump turns it around. And I think that his little speech there was candidate, candidate Trump, and that's what I'm going to call him, he's a candidate, um, just showed a delusional. I mean, he offended Chris Sununu, anybody who likes Chris Sununu, and I'm a Democrat, but I still like him. And, um, and every poll worker in the state, he, he said we were liars in 2020. Um, and then so and he so then he climbs uh, Nikki Haley's delusional. Uh, so that kind of stuff is the kind of stuff that um, if they would let Biden loose to fight, I think they should. Um, he could make mincemeat of him. But who do, who do you think is holding Biden back? Um, I think people like you. Really? <laughs> I think I think the people who tell people what they should be doing are telling him what he should and shouldn't do. And the times that I find people have found him attractive is when he makes some wise guy remark. Because the problem is that he's been a he misspeaks, um, makes mistakes, and that's certainly true of lots of people. Um, however. Uh, at the same time, he's got a wicked sense of humor, and he ought to just let it loose. But he, Trump is easy to make fun of. I, I get it. They're both kind of easy to make fun of. I'm just still not sure exactly how I am one of the people who's somehow holding Joe Biden back. That's what I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out. Oh, okay, yeah. Everybody's worried about how people look. And, I mean, uh, Trump is the epitome of symbolism. Um, and Biden... People are trying to tell Biden, you know, be empathetic, don't be nasty, don't be mean. And then, and then they whine at him. The Republicans whine because they think mm. being, um, you know, conciliatory means doing it their way. Mm. But also, Biden just, Trump made promises. And the promises to the same people that actually like Biden. And then Biden's produced. Trump if, if he had any ability to do the things that he probably yeah. senses what the country wants, but he has zero ability to make it happen. Well, well, all right. Biden, yeah, I just apologize. I, yeah, I'm going to say I'm sorry, but, I, but, I, but I'm not sure. But I'm not sure who is telling Biden to be nice. Would to, you please to, stop no, telling? I'm, I'm sorry. Biden. I won't. I won't. I won't let this happen. You can't talk. You can't talk to me that way. You can't. It, it won't happen. Dusty, we have another call. Yeah, we do. <laughs> We do. You see, Chris, I get callers that will attack all the d anchors, not just you. Oh, well, you yeah, always no, say I it's enjoy me. when other people are being. <laughs> yeah, it was my fault. I'm okay. an American. I, I like I like to watch politics get dirty. Yep. Go uh, ahead, Scott from Orange County, California. What's your question? Hi. Good evening. I'm a conservative independent. I voted twice for Obama, twice for Trump. Mm -hmm. And you guys, I, I I want you to know that the the polls say 60, 70 percent would do not want to vote for Biden or Trump. Mm -hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, Chris, you just said it. What's the one candidate out there that says what he believes in and how he's going to unite people? It's RFK Jr. Do you think RFK Jr. can win? If there was any election that was set up for an independent, this is it. Uh, if I knew the answer to that, uh, I'd be working from home um, because I'd be a lot smarter than I am. Look, and I don't mean to sound cynical, OK, this two party system is a zero sum battle to the bottom and they have all the control, all the power. And it is impossible to be an insurgent unless you are able to have a real proletariat uprising. You are to have a real groundswell of Americans that just decide to ignore 
the culture and the system and all the ads and everything that's coming at them. That is a lot to ask. Bobby Kennedy Jr. is running as an independent because he has to. He's a Democrat. He first started as yeah. a Democrat. Yeah, and it, the system won't allow it. I've never, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you're calling for a third party. No, I'm not. I'm calling to dismantle the two-party system. It's not in the Constitution. It's not a creature of law. It's just a function of our tradition, and it's a toxic one. And we're seeing it in real time. I think you need, like, five parties. That's the way most functioning democracies work. But the answer to the question is, I don't know how he finds a way in when it is a controlled game. And look, he's got appeal. You'll see in polls nationwide where Bobby's 20, uh, you know, 30 percent. And by the way, just as a small point, anyone who knows the guy calls him Bobby. I'm not being familiar with you right now. He calls himself Bobby. Nobody calls him Robert, just so you know. It's not a familiarity thing. It's just a fact. So I don't know how he fits his way in. But I do tell you this. There are a lot of you in this country. It's a plurality of the country that is sick of the two party game. And the more that people decide to be free agents and independent critical thinkers, you're going to get to a better place. Because this game is a joke. you got 70% of the people in this country don't want either person. That tells you the system is broken. Who fixes it and how? I don't know. Dusty, you got another one? I do. I have another one real quick. Let's go to um, Bruce from Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, love it there. Bruce, what's your question? You got the right idea. The way to fix it is deal with the abortion issue. Everything else is just baloney. What does that whoever, mean? Wh- whoever fixes the abortion issue wins the race. More women than men vote. Women are united on the abortion, abortion issue. If, they, if Trump wants to win, he's going to say, I'm going to leave women alone, repro- reproductive rights alone. How do you think Biden won? He's an idiot, but he won because he, because he supports women's rights. He won. He won also because people wanted to stop the crazy. But look, we saw in the numbers early on that Democrats uh, in New Hampshire were big. The number one issue with reproductive rights. And by the way, the Biden campaign is banking on that. I mean, they did a huge campaign launch yesterday, big speeches both yesterday and today in Wisconsin. By the way, but what can uh, they do? By the way, you can't just, promise they're, they're a Supreme it, Court. No, case. no, no. They're bringing it front and center and saying we 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 need to elect Democrats who will protect women's rights to choose. so that you can have a federal law to inculcate reproductive rights. Or when this next yes, Supreme Court justice comes it. up, that you'll make sure that you appoint someone who's. That's a that's a tough promise because you're six three right now. Hey, so, li- li- listen, it is a potent issue because there are oh, no seven question. states that have had elections since Roe v. Wade. And that's true. The referendum all, all cut against seven it. states. True. Uh, true. Women's they rights. They did. Uh, but that's right, when that was the singular issue. I'm still not convinced that it's going to be the driving issue that's going to. But take, get my people. point is, is that. President Biden is trying to make it. No, I understand right. he is. I understand he is. I'm just There's a lot. Well. I think most overall, most Americans, I think, are worried about the border and, and the economy. So Plenty of things to worry about. Plenty of things to worry about. What are you worried about? We're going to take a break, give you some time to think of it. Like the answer doesn't just jump to your mind immediately. And then we're going to go to Connell McShane and see now do we have a full picture? How big was this margin tonight? What does it mean? And did this Democrat, Dean Phillips, really get 25% of the vote or thereabouts? And you never heard of him? What does that mean for Democrats? Next. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Where you were talking about headlines of the night earlier. Far more people in the state of New Hampshire voted uh, for Donald Trump in the Republican primary in 2020 that did so at his first Republican primary race that was competitive in 2016. 69% of the vote in, 127,000 plus votes for Trump, up around 10 points over Nikki Haley. And you look back to that vote, the 127,000 compares to 100 or thereabouts. So he's well above it, and there's still, what, 30% of the vote that's still out. In terms of how he did it, we've gone over it through, uh, through the night. Uh, a number of times talking about the New Hampshire seacoast. I know we mentioned the town of Rochester uh, earlier on. There are other examples in that area. Uh, Seabrook is is one of them. You look at 76% of the vote. Did well there last time. But towns like that, you could click over the list of uh, towns that are red on our list, and you'd see a lot of that. Trump overperforming expectations, and that's been enough for just at least a small double-digit lead uh, at the moment. So we'll see for the rest of those 30% as they come in. I'll just switch it over real quick before uh, we get back to you guys to the Democratic side. I know we haven't talked as much about the Democratic race in New Hampshire since it's not officially sanctioned uh, by the state party there, and Joe Biden doesn't even appear officially on the ballot, but instead has to be a write-in. He's moved ahead of the quote write-in candidates and 42 percent of the vote winning it on the Democratic side as those write-in votes are counted. If it goes to Biden, we move it to him. He's well ahead of everybody else in the race, including the aforementioned you guys were talking before the break about Dean Phillips, the congressman, who does have 23 uh, percent of the vote. And just one other nugget about how unusual this is to have a write-in candidate uh, get this this many votes anywhere. We were just looking back at New Hampshire politics to see if it had happened before at any time or anywhere close to this. And the highest number we could find in terms of a write-in candidate in his own party was 3.9% of the vote. That was back in 1992. Chris, your dad, Governor Mario Cuomo, 3.9% of the vote as a write-in write back in 1992. Nobody else is... Right. We're close. And in fairness to Vermin and everybody else who's on the list, <laughs> yeah. um, you guys can Google this. Vermin uh, Supreme. I know, that's yes, a great please. name. I told you, that was my nickname in high school. Yeah. The, you can Google this for yourself. O'Connell and I were talking about this. It's not fair to the rest of the writing candidates except for Biden because my pop was governor of New York at the time, and there was all this talk about him running. So he had a lot of shine on him. He had a lot of hype. So there was recognition uh, that led to him getting that vote. That was a point of much consternation in my household, uh, by the way. So it's a little different for Mario Cuomo back in 1992 uh, than it is for Vermin, whatever his name is today. Just so you know, we're referring to one of the 24 or so names of the Democratic candidates uh, who were on the, on, on on the, ballot. On the ballot. But, you know, I do wonder about the, the Democratic race that, that Colin was just talking about, the fact that Dean Phillips, let's say, has 23 percent. I mean, does this do anything? I mean, 23 percent in a race where Joe Biden wasn't even on the, officially on the ticket. Once he, is an accident, twice is a trend. 
So if he is able to do something with this momentum, then he becomes part part of the race. And the problem is every single thing was New Hampshire. He had nothing. He has no infrastructure, no nothing outside of the state of New Hampshire. So no, but you can catch fire. Look at with Trump. Trump didn't have any infrastructure in 2016 either. Um, now, he did have celebrity uh, and he had different forms of cachet yeah. and currency. But if the media, you know, the problem for Phillips is I don't know how much of the media wants to love him up. Uh, particularly and, not the left wing media. That's right. And right? create a but race with a, Biden listen, the way they do on the right. When I when I interviewed Dean Phillips, when he first launched this campaign, he said something that we're hearing from many people like. Chris Sununu and other uh, mainstream and more moderate Republicans, uh, he said, you go behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Democrats are terrified right. about the pro- prospect of a, of a Biden candidacy and are nervous about his chances of reelection. Yeah, welcome we to politics. the same thing being said by Chris Christie and others right. who say these all these Republican lawmakers who are like racing each other to yeah. get out there and endorse Trump behind closed doors think that he is the worst thing ever. But that is politics. And, you know, that's the point, especially if Trump is a power player, is it if it's all about what you want. Okay, if you want to get primaried against angry people in your district, then speak your mind about Trump. And because you're going to get primaried. Why? Because Trump is so amazing. No, he's a proxy. Okay, the disaffection is real. The anger is real. Okay, the mood of the country was kind of in a similar place in 92. Two years later, you would have uh, that huge referendum where the Democrats got thrown out. My father wound up losing two years later when he was, you know, such a big deal two years before. Why? Because grievance can be dominant in politics. And we are at a low point Mm -hmm. in terms of how much grip grievance has. And if you want to go at Trump, you're going to get primaried in that party. So, yep. so and that's why you see Tim Scott and all these other people. You have to kiss the ring to survive. Very Tim. quickly, do you think Biden is going to have to get dirty and go after Trump hard? I think that he will have, to the caller's point, there will be a lot of people telling him, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. I'm not saying Biden's a dirty guy. But he is a street fighter guy when it comes to politics. Mm -hmm. And he definitely has it in him. He's not Trump. But I don't know how you get into a fight and not deal with what's coming at you, you know, in any context. So the only thing you can do is therefore avoid the fight. Talk about the guy, not to him. Don't debate him. Don't get into a back and forth with him. These guys aren't going to debate. Um, I, I look, I don't to, know. I think they might. To me, that's political really? malpractice. Yeah, I, I mean, it is might. amazing how comfortable we are. Not not you, but like we, we see oh, it in no, our culture. Like, I mean, look, I want to moderate. You know, yeah, you, yeah, you'd be great. Yeah. I mean, you are, you know, you're built for it and we need it because that's why you develop the skills that you have is to test power. And we're so comfortable these days culturally just destroying a process, even though we all say we're worried about democracy. Haley shouldn't be running against him. Why not? Why not? Oh, because uh, you do want a coronation. And Biden, the New Hampshire, how dare you have a primary when we're afraid our guy won't get any percent of the votes. We're not going to put him on the ballot. We're going to move you down the calendar. And you did it anyway. Mm -hmm. And they just make him a writing candidate. Mm -hmm. We don't respect the process. And then everybody says they want to save democracy. The hypocrisy is what is pissing off everybody in this country. I think Trump refused all primary to take that debate stage. And I think that he's going to 
possibly do the same mm. in the general election. I think he's going to enjoy getting on the debate stage with Joe Biden. I sure hope so. I think because, will. like you, I believe yeah. it's a necessary thing for this country. We'll see. We'll take a break. Come back with more of your calls, your comments. You know, I've already had one person tell me it's Blame all my you. fault. It's all your it's, fault. It's my fault. So don't apologize. No, I, sometimes you people are politics. right. People don't, are right. Don't apologize in politics. Sometimes the problem is they're right. <laughs> okay. Don't apologize. We'll be back. Never. <laughs> All right, you're back with News Nation's special coverage of the New Hampshire primary. Elizabeth Vargas, Dan Abrams, and me. Dusty, you got another call? Squeeze one more in. Um, this is Vincent from Colorado Springs, Colorado. What's your question? Hey, it's for Dan. Hey, Dan, it's not your fault. Everybody knows it's Cuomo's fault. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Dan, I'm a huge fan of yours. I watch you every Friday night, what you do with the police force and the ride-alongs. I come from a law and order and a military family, so God bless you for that. Hey, I have a unique perspective in that I am what Joe Biden would call a MAGA Democrat. Voted Democrat most of my life. Voted against Trump his first run. Voted for him his second run when he lost, and only because of his results. When it came to the border, inflation, law enforcement, and the world really respected, well, maybe not respected, but they did fear us, he checked all those boxes and I went with them. Look, I'm a 20-year combat vet that's retired. And the gentleman, to, you're right, Dan, he said something that kind of perked me up that I had to call about. He said it's amazing that Trump would question the commander-in-chief of the greatest army on earth. Don't you believe that not only do we have the right to question him, it is our obligation as Americans to question the leadership, and especially when you are the commander-in-chief, it's the highest honor that any president can hold. Look, this isn't about uh, Joe Biden's age. Yeah. It's about his competency. He's never been the brightest box. He's never the smartest guy in any room he's ever been in. But now it's actually saddening to me. I think of him as a granddad that we rolled out there. Yes, I'm going to question his competency. So and, yeah. and just in closing real quick, look, Haley, she's just another warmed over Mitt Romney, uh, John McCain Republican. That's why I didn't, I'm not a Trump voter, I'm not a Trump, basically they pushed me in his arms, that's the way yeah, I feel. Look, and I, and I, think, I think your view is shared by a lot of people out there. I think that the reasoning that you're providing um, is, we hear all the time, and thank you very much for your comments about uh, On Patrol Live. And for I your service. It. And for, and for your service, service of course. Yes. yes. Let's bring in the chairman of the New Hampshire Democratic Party, Raymond Buckley. Thanks very much for coming on the program. Appreciate it. All right. So we're getting the uh, the results in. It's starting to look like uh, the write in effort by President Biden has has worked. But Dean Phillips still coming up with 20 something percent of the vote. What do we make of the results? Well, I think it was a big, uh, big night for uh, Joe Biden, a uh, big night for New Hampshire. Uh, you know, despite uh, all the words from folks in, in Washington, uh, the voters of New Hampshire, tens of thousands turned out and voted and had their vote uh, cast. And we're counting them all up right now. But uh, it looks like it's going to be uh, perhaps a record breaking uh, night. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, you know, uh, I congratulate uh, both Marianne Williamson and uh, Dean Phillips on their candidacy. But it's really time to uh, start thinking about uh, what's best for the country uh, in uh, the general election. And uh, I hope that uh, all good Democrats uh, decide to start focusing on the general election. So you want Dean Phillips and Marianne Williamson to go bye bye? 
Well, uh, I think that uh, they they had the opportunity to. We have a very level playing field here in New Hampshire. Uh, they had the opportunity months without uh, an, an opponent uh, in, a, in the sense that the president wasn't campaigning here, didn't have a campaign up here. Uh, they had more than ample opportunity to get their message out, uh, and they weren't successful. Yeah. Um, I earlier referred to the situation between you and the DNC, RBC, the Rules Committee, as a metaphor for the Democratic Party not being ready for what's coming its way in this general election. Um, What do you make of that? Comment on my comment. Well, I, I think it's clear that uh, New Hampshire Democrats are ready. Uh, we, we, uh, we're not taking anything lying down. We're going to fight. Uh, and I think we're going to have a great year in New Hampshire, uh, great year here in New Hampshire, uh, picking up the governor's race and holding on to our congressional and, and winning the majorities. And, uh, you know, Joe Biden is uh, leading, uh, you know, Donald Trump by near double digits uh, in poll after poll. So we're going to have a great year here. Uh, maybe they'll listen to the New Hampshire Democrats uh, down in Washington and we'll have a great year everywhere. Be nice to see you guys on the same page. I appreciate you very much. Congratulations on a, uh, a race well run tonight. No controversy other than what you started with. So thank you very much, and we'll see you in the general. Thank you. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. This is an important message from the Mine Safety and Health Administration. Effective training is key to accident prevention. Always ensure miners are trained on safe work procedures in a language they understand. MSHA offers a wide variety of mine safety and health materials to assist trainers and mine operators. MSHA's educational field staff are available in all areas to assist with the training needs of miners and mine operators. MSHA wants miners to stay safe. For more resources, visit MSHA.gov. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it. Unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Maybe he was born with his witty humor. Some people bring joy wherever they go. Some whenever they go. Or as a frontier newspaper reporter. There's nothing to be learned from the second kick of a mule. Maybe he got his insights from being a riverboat captain. Never argue with a fool. Onlookers may not be able to tell the difference. Wherever he went, Mark Twain found humor all around. Humor. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Take the News Nation audio stream wherever you go in the News Nation app or on Alexa, say Play News Nation. To get News Nation on your screen, go to joinnn.com. The New Year deals at Lindsay Ford are electric. The popular Mustang Mach-E, 1.9% financing plus up to $10,000 off. Or go big in the F-150 Lightning. You love it, Lindsay, Lindsay See dealer for details. 
Now you can discover the mysteries of ham radio. Using modern transceivers, you can make friends all over the world, even talk to astronauts in space, ships on the high seas, and flying aircraft thousands of miles away. Unlike phone users, ham radio operators talk absolutely free and provide vital communications during disasters or emergencies. To find out more about ham radio, visit us at ARRL.org. And remember, unlike the Internet, we crisscross the entire globe wirelessly. Are you prepared for an emergency or disaster? Because it's not a matter of if, but when. Don't find yourself saying, (laughs) When the storm rolls in, my time to find a pet-friendly evacuation center will have run out. The scorching heat wave will leave me powerless to cool my insulin. I'll face a hurricane without meds. Now that's a tough pill to swallow. Let's prepare so we all have a better story to tell. Get started at ready.gov slash older adults. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hey, everything okay? Yes, I'm fine. Honey. Hey, I'm here for you. Tell me about school today. When kids can't find the right words, music can help them sound it out. Talk to the kids in your life about their emotional well-being. Find tools and resources at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. And if there was ever a time to help, this is it. Please go online, call, or scan now. HCM is a serious heart condition affecting as many as 1 in 200 people. Like me. And me. It can impact how you feel and what you can do. I still felt tired on my beta blocker. So I talked to my cardiologist. About treatment advances in HCM that gave me new options. It was a breakthrough for me. That conversation was big for me. Talk to your cardiologist today and visit hcmrealtalk.com for more information. Dan Abrams has a little bit of breaking news. Well, no, just that President Biden is putting out a statement on tonight's results in New Hampshire and the lead of it. It is it's now clear that Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee. Um, and then he just talks about it. The stakes are high. Our democracy's um, at risk, et cetera. He wants to thank people who wrote in his name this evening. But it is interesting. And that, he, too, is recognizing that it's Donald Trump. Well, because that's who he wants it to be. Yeah. And this goes back to something that Chris keeps talking about, about the two parties. And, you know, there's this power structure in place that ensures, brings us like magnets back to Trump versus Biden. Because Trump wants it. Trump wants Biden. Biden wants Trump. And it looks like... That match is going to happen now. And, and President Biden trying to make sure it's inevitable because Nikki Haley might be a tougher, a tougher run for Whole show she would be, in yeah. fact. So um, there you go. So what stood out to you, to you tonight, Elizabeth? You know, I, I'm struck by the fact that I know that at only 74, we still have a quarter of the vote to come in. She's right there at 10 percent. Um, you know, it could fall either way. If it had been 9 percent, perceived a victory. 11 or 12 percent, you got to go. She's right in the middle. She's vowing to fight on. I was very interested to hear Chris Starwalt to say she's scrappy. She won't back down from a fight and an ugly mud fight with Donald Trump because I think it's coming. Mm. I just think that every time we have any of these contests, and I'm happy that we're starting to have them now because I think the portrait of the country is going to become very clear. Um, We've left ourselves in a position where the line for who gets the position is the one that you believe 
is less bad. And that's a sad statement on where we are, but we got to trust the system, stay together, and we'll keep covering the story for you. Thank you for being with Elizabeth and Dan and I as part of News Nation's coverage for the whole team. We'll see you next time. Everybody, I'm Chris Cuomo here once again with Dan Abrams and Elizabeth Vargas. And I think we're going to be living a little bit of history tonight yeah, in terms of turnout are. in New Hampshire. That's no hype. It looks like the live free or die state may set a personal record tonight. They already have that great motto. The question is now, can they get great turnout? Here's what we can tell you, as a matter of fact. Polls in most of the major counties, OK, uh, they're going to close just at seven o'clock. But you got about a dozen other cities that we have to watch that will go until 8 p.m. standard time to cast their ballots, which means you're not going to get any call on the race. 